Emergency Podcast. We are here at Tales from the Tailgate. It seems like an emergency situation in Auburn. We did not plan on having a show this week. We've got a lot of things going on. Some people are traveling. I still don't know where Auburn Matt is. I know Bo was traveling, but we have a wild collection of people here this week, and I don't think we could put together a better group of people to discuss this. So we have... Rob Christian, we have Alex Christian, we have Cousin Rustin, and we have very special guest, our thick-ass correspondent <laughs> of the week, Sleeveless Jay, here with us. And, uh, like, we are a week out. It's, hey, it's the week before the Super Bowl, so we get the Pro Bowl. Nothing really matters this week at all. There's not a lot of sports going on. We got an MLB lockout. But, by word... Has Auburn University provided us some talking points? I was a little bit worried. I didn't really want to talk about the Pro Bowl. I was completely content going one week, not having a show, and then going right into the Super Bowl preview. That would have been great. But we had National Signing Day, which really wasn't you know a major talking point for a lot of SEC schools since we have the early signing day and everything like that transfer portal but something is happening at Auburn and I think we have the perfect group here to try to figure out what it is and what's going to happen I know Alex didn't want to get put on the spot I know Rustin specifically wanted to be on the show today to talk about what's going on he texted me in my office at like 9am 10am eastern time and I was like, yeah, we have to do a show today. So, Alex, I hear um, I hear you've been at work uh, most of the last two days, and you haven't heard a lot about what's going on. So I want to – maybe I want to hear your opinion first before we go into anything else. What, what do you think – from an Auburn fan who actually has a 9-to-5 job, what's going on? It's a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire is what's going on. Um. You know, you look at the collection of events that have led to this moment that we're hosting an emergency press conference, you know, emergency podcast. Um, you lose 18 guys in the portal since the Iron Bowl. You lose your bowl game, have a losing season. You go through three coordinators. There is a serious rift between the old guard that didn't want Harson and the new that is desperately clinging to any shred of credibility that he has. You know, you've had players come out in support of him. You've had players absolutely dogging. Then he goes on ESPN for 40 minutes saying attacks on his character, bullshit, goes and defends himself and says he's building a culture, you know, and the news drops that allegedly he is banging his very, very hot assistant that he brought with him from Boise State. And part of me says, give this guy a damn raise. Like, that? Wow. The other part of me goes, did you learn nothing from Bobby Petrino? Did you not see the press conference with him in the neck brace and the road rash on his face? Like, what? Don't, there's literally, like, eight women 
in the state of Alabama that you cannot have sex with. She is one of them. So if that's your level of judgment, how do I trust you to control this program? How can I possibly trust your judgment? So it, I, I actually, Russ, it made me think of you last night because I was scrolling through the Auburn board on Tiger Droppings trying to get you know, some intel on why our leading receiver transferred to UCF. And there were rumors that it had to do with him messing around with the coach's daughter. You know, and if that's the case, good God, what the level of dysfunction here is mind boggling. Quarterback but, and wide receiver. Yeah. So then, and we almost lost Tank Bigsby, our leading rusher to transfer too. I saw this post that I thought was meant specifically for me. And it was, how bad must you feel if you're an Auburn fan and a Dolphins fan? And I am both. And I am in the fucking pit of misery right now. So that's, that is what the average Auburn, you know, alum, fan, what have you, is feeling right now. You know, part of you goes, hey, damn, good for you, dude. I'd be banging her, too. But the other part is just like, what the fuck else are you going to pile on me? What else can I possibly take in this moment? You know, just burn it down. You know, if we win more than four games this year, I'll be amazed. You know, it's the the level of despair is, is real. Um, and, you know, the smear campaign that's been going after Hearts, and that's the group that didn't want him. They hit the you know, they activated the get him the hell out of town button to, to try to smear this and make it so that it's completely untenable for him to remain the head coach. They're going to make it so uncomfortable and so divided of a locker room that there's, I don't think there's a way he survives this. I, I really don't. And I, I'll open it to the floor to see if, you know, what the outside perspective is, if I'm overreacting, if I'm underreacting, but damn. All I can say is just, damn. I want to hear Rustin's opinion so bad. The one thing that I'll say, and I'm going to let Rustin go, I will sit in the back of this, is I've been trying to read up on this, like, all day when I can, that my rival subscription has actually switched me to being an Auburn fan. They think that's where I am now. They think I went to Auburn now. Rustin, good to have you. Yeah, guys, first off, thanks for having me back. I love being on the show. Hello to everybody out there. Hope you're doing great. Uh, just for the audience's um, uh, FYI, for their, for their just full disclosure, we bait and switched Alex on the show today. We thought we were, he thought we were doing an emergency podcast to talk about his number one basketball team, or else he wouldn't have come on. Oh. But, but, but alas, it's this. Uh, man. I, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to pile on or anything. I mean, nobody's nobody likes seeing a family get torn apart or somebody potentially lose their job. Um, but, you know, when it gets let, – let me ask you this part. With today's day and age when it comes to not only the media and um, social media specifically and today's knee-jerk reaction society – and how fast things move in the court of public opinion, 
where each and every poster is judge, jury, and executioner too. How many times have you seen a situation reach this point and the coach or the person in peril survives? It doesn't Never. happen. It doesn't happen. I'm expecting any minute now to see breaking news, Brian Harson steps down as Auburn's head coach. Any minute. It's got to be a I'm step almost, down, right? I'm almost I'm almost. It'll be shocked. a relief. They're, no, they're going to relieve him of duties, and they're going to try to fire him for cause. If they can prove if they can prove that he was doing her, you know, having sex with a subordinate, then that is a fireable offense. That is yeah. fired for cause, and it gets them out of an $18 million buyout. That is why they activated the ejecto cedo real quick, and they are you know, turning over every rock to find some solid proof. And if they do it, he will be, re- he will be relieved of duty, immediately and Auburn will be off the hook for an eighteen million dollar buyout. Hope she was worth yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think so much the sexual relations aspect of it is why he's gonna be cut loose. It's because she was a cheerleader at his former place of employment. He dragged her over and gave her a sweetheart deal on athletic department payroll and was using that as a guise to have access to her, if that's a way to put it, family friendly. Right. Uh, that that's uh, that's going to be the downfall. And and, and yeah, I am, I'm I'm almost surprised it hasn't already happened. To be honest with you, uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if he makes it to Monday. And, and look, if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If somehow he survives it, I'll I'll be surprised and I'll come back and eat my crow. But I don't expect this to, to last very much longer. No. And this is not like, you know, Miami or, you know, a, a L.A., you know, a big city that's pretty open when it comes to infidelity. This is East, This is lower Alabama. You know, that does not go over well. You know, the optics yeah, of this could not possibly be worse. Yeah, and he and his family have like a Southern Baptist background, and you know they've preached the whole family thing, which and bringing you know, in this all culture all of accountability. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, look. It, uh, you may have to We thought. We thought. Uh, now the 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 woman was not on athletic department payroll. But we thought, LSU fans thought for a minute that Ed Ogeron was going to be able to be fired with cause as well for the whole fiasco with that. But lo and behold, he wasn't, and they did end up having to pay the buyout. And now he's living it up in Destin without a shirt on 24-7, you know, hitting up dive bars. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if, if that turns out the same way here. Just I think all the – I think the athletic department right now is just lining up their litigious ducks in a row per se uh, to make sure that you know legally everything's in order but they pull the trigger. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'd, I'd be expecting to see news break God before the weekend's over. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I, I just don't see another rational end game. Yeah. Uh, I mean. How many how many funny memes have y'all seen today? I mean, I know I know it's kind 
don't want to pile on or anything because we love you, Alex. But hey, when, when something's funny, something's funny. I saw the uh, when I saw, <laughs> when I saw the two four seven ranking for the girl come out. She's a five star, the number one recruit. I literally lol. I was laughing so. <laughs> the one that we got. Um, that... Her position was her position was what? <laughs> Her position was what? I, I digress. <laughs> oh, huh? God. What was her position? Wap. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. It, but, yeah, the, the, don't, no one can ever say anything about Brian Harson not developing talent. He turned a two-star into a five-star. I saw that yeah, one earlier. And she one. did get a serious glow-up when she got to off. Like, they... Damn. Hey, out yeah. of everyone yeah. that I talked to today, and I I heard it from, I heard it from an LSU source. I won't name the source, but everyone that I heard from or sent it to said, "Good for him." Like, good for Brian Harson. I'd say good for him. I'd say good for him if he was a bachelor. Like, if he was, you know, if he was Joey Freshwater. Yeah, something well, Joey Freshwater but, successful. Yeah. But the the problem is he's married and has kids that are adults and this, this is gonna be a really hard strain on his family if all, all the allegations are true. Now like, his kids are gonna have to transfer out of there's no way. It, I mean they they're not gonna know their face in public for a while. They, they uh, yeah, although some of the stuff the daughter may or may have not done is on her own doing, but right. uh, regardless, still the the, uh, the fact remains. But yeah, I, it's just mm, man, guys, men just keep thinking they're just going to keep getting away with stuff like this. They just don't ever think that they'll ever get caught. But well, no, you know, lo and behold, here we are. Damn it. Damn it. Hey, your basketball team's awesome. They're probably going to go to the Final Four. Yeah, we at least can yeah. we can kind of count on that. Like you're the pride of you're the pride of the SEC this year. Damn right we are. And I mean, you're our, over Kentucky. Uh, beat the tar out of Kentucky. Now, granted, their star going out really limited their offense there late, but you know, you still you got to beat Kentucky to get over that hump, and we did. Uh, that's That's been a monster for us in the past. So just putting that behind us, sweeping Alabama, uh, our women's gymnastic team beating Alabama, uh, setting you know the second and third highest scores we've ever had as a program in back-to-back weeks. Uh, SUNY Lee, freshman of the, freshman of the week, um, Everything outside of football at Auburn is turning up aces, and maybe, maybe this is just the crossroads deal that we made years ago. Uh, you know, come and do, and you know the Hellhounds are taking down the football program, but everything else, everything else is surviving. So, I, I, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought Bruce Pearl would end up being the most pristine coach on your campus? Oh God! 
Look, I'm so excited we are 14 days away from baseball season, this whole basketball season, and, like, I, like I'll mention it now, but, like, it really doesn't even deserve mentioning, like, Ole Miss basketball is dead to me this year. We somehow found a way to, uh, to beat LSU this week, and I mean that not yeah, at all as a shot to rust, and that's just, like, something that here. happened. I'm going to go watch us in Oxford next week, probably lose to Alabama at home, probably by, like, 20, because we have nobody. We have, like, 10 players who can physically play basketball on this team. Like, we have nobody who can actually be on the floor, and our top three players are no, out. No, hey, no, no offense taken whatsoever here. I'll fully admit LSU's team has fallen off the face of the earth. I mean, we were – about a month ago or so, it looked like we were going to be in the top 10 after beating Tennessee at home, and we were, what, 15-2? and two? Um, Now they're 16-5 and five with losing four out of the last five, and the offense just cannot get going. They cannot shoot, and it's they'll still make the tournament, but with an offense this bad, I'm not expecting a big run. So, oh, well, maybe next year when we get – another big Will Wade recruiting class. We'll see. One thing I would like to touch on, though, and for the audience, pardon me, I apologize, but for the rest of you, I will do this unapologetically. And for people in the media, I will do this unapologetically. And the rest of SEC fans, I will do this unapologetically because this was such a issue made into a big issue that was thrown in our faces and we were laughed at and ridiculed and made fun of the whole Brian Kelly family thing and not a cultural fit and this and that and the other. Still How about a coach that comes in and assembles a staff and is only together for two months and he's not a cultural fit and then together combined with the transfer portal signs the number six overall class in a transition year. Y'all better watch your butts when he gets a full recruiting cycle. That's all I'm going to say. His recruits better watch their butts the way he dances with them. Yeah. Uh, second that. Uh, look who's talking. Look who's hey. talking. At least, they're not, at least they're not on payroll. And he's, well, whatever. Hey, we've, yeah, we've, though, Alex. We've, we've seen the pictures. The Auburn one plays a little bit more than the than the Brian Kelly one. If I had to take one coach yeah. over the other right now, just on, you know, off-field, maybe I maybe we can qualify both of them as mishaps, I would probably take uh, Brian Harson right now in that category. You know, who keeps their job is going to be Brian Kelly, not Brian Harson. Uh, of course he's going to keep his job. Seriously, all joking aside, though, all jokes and memes and, you know, gotchas aside, when do you ever see a transition year for a whole entire new staff put together a top ten recruiting class within only a couple of months? It doesn't happen. The thing, now, of course. Uh, I'm so, sorry. Finish. No, I was going to say, and of course, the transfer portal obviously helps that out. But they didn't lose any of the big time recruits they had already already committed uh, under Ed Ogeron. Uh, you know, the, the couple of five stars they had are still signed. Still signed. Um, they they hit the, the portal hard, and on signing day, they finished with the number one linebacker in the country, the number one recruit in all of Texas, 
in Harold Perkins, the five-star outside linebacker who people are saying is the next Miles Jack. So uh, I'm I'm very happy with the uh, recruiting prowess this this staff has shown already in a very short period of time. And I'm telling you, look out when he gets the full cycle underneath him. And they'll figure out the NIL thing. They haven't had time to really solidify that yet because you got Texas A&M over there making it rain and pulling in five stars like they're, you know, buying five stars like they're collecting Pokemon cards. I'm but, uh, glad. As soon as LSU gets that figured out, as I'm... soon as LSU gets that NIL thing figured out, look out because we just got the top, uh, the number six class overall in a transition year, and that just doesn't happen. So I'm very happy with that. I'm glad that you brought that up and like I don't want to um like I don't want to take you know anything from any place that I listen to or anything like that but like the stuff that I listen to like at work and everything I think they put it the best way and we all know that Jimbo kind of blew up in his press conference on signing day this week and Lane Kiffin is the one who sent out the message that set Jimbo Fisher off, which, you know, at Ole Miss, we, we love. That's, that's great. It's great to see Jimbo meltdown. I don't think Jimbo has that type of personality where he's 100% able to handle that type of outside criticism like that. He clearly didn't in his press conference this week. Jimbo Fisher had an absolute meltdown. About going after sliced bread. Yeah, going after sliced bread. Which, fun fact, um, and I will not actually promote who it is because I'm not a fan of their writing or anything, but fan of them as like a general person. Sliced bread is actually a message board member for Texas A&M. The guy who wrote the Bro Bible article is from Ole Miss, and he was the guy who sat in front of me and Alex, you would know this, um, on the platform in front of us at Swayze for baseball games. So we had the tent on the top level. The guy who wrote the article was the person on that little random pebble platform below yeah. us. That's the guy who wrote the Bro Bible article. I'm sure we could get Whoa. him on here. But, you know, the number was right. All of our guys heard that the number was right. It was upwards above... <laughs> 30 million. So whatever Jimbo says, you know, there's no $30 million fund. There's no $5 million fund. There's no $10 million fund. It's Texas A&M. You know, there is, I mean, the guy's straight up lying. Why? Why not just own it? Why not just own it and run with it? Exactly. Instead, I mean, look, if it's legal now, what are you so defensive about? Why are you acting so defensive and so offended? If it's legal now, pound your chest that you're the richest school out there and you can yeah. you know, pay all these players. It's so, an attractive thing to these kids. They don't care if it's ethical or not. They want to get paid. I would pound my chest about it. And he, he just became, he came across as a petulant child. So there's some questionable things with it where it's, um, you know, before they come to school, can you release the number or where – they're already signed with an NIL. It's You can talk to them as a recruit and say, yes, we can get you an NIL for allegedly this much, but you're not supposed to actually sign them and do it with, you know, X car dealership or whatever. 
that's that's the thing that's wrong. And apparently they had it locked in, reported, stuff like that. But then the thing that came with, like, Bryce Young last year where he got a million-dollar deal, like, already in school, things like that. But you're not supposed to tell the high school kids, like, where they could actually get it and sign them up until they're in school, yeah. right? Right. Supposedly, but, I mean, who's... I mean... Well, let, me, let, me, let, let me ask this question, though. You're right. It's not, it's not supposed to be a, a, a deal until they're enrolled and in class and then they can get paid for their name, image, image likeness. But let me ask you this. Who the hell is the arbiter that's going to lay down some sort of sanction or penalty if it doesn't work that way? The NCAA is feckless. They're not going to do a single thing. Who's going to be the figure or the... Uh, that's yeah, what the, the, that's the, what people were talking about. Lay down the rules, and NILs are yeah, yeah. That's gonna work. like who does this go up to? Congress? You know they're not gonna rule against these kids getting money for their name, image, and likeness. Congress ain't gonna do shit. No, yeah. Even if like that's where it would have to go to to regulate something like this, and they're not gonna do it because it would look bad on whatever group that passes that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The NCAA is speckless. So who's he? Who is Jimbo Fisher afraid of getting punished by? That's my question. Clearly somebody, because he was quite defensive about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, it, it makes no sense why he came across so defensive. I'd be like, yeah, okay. You want to come to A&M and get paid? I think maybe the one thing that makes sense, and this is tinfoily, but it, to me, is kind of the only explanation, is that A&M has been the best at paying players under the table for so long that that's how they perfected this thing right off the bat. Um, you look at it. I mean, these, these are contracts that have escalating bonuses, you know, year over year it, it, in order to stay at A&M, they've got this thing dialed in. And I'm thinking that the powers that be the, you know, the super boosters, they're the ones who are like, yeah, keep my name maybe out of it. I don't want people to know what I've been doing for the last, however long because it's going to burn my business bridges so jimbo you keep this under wraps you know we're doing everything above board just so that they keep their business size that to me is what makes sense because that is the only group of people that can oust jimbo fisher is the mega money that bankrolls college station and from what i from what i paid so much for this class that they're in luxury tax territory now Exactly. Yes, this would be luxury tax, you know, comparatively to any other sport. And from, you know, what I've been hearing by people who, I mean, say what you want on the NIL stuff, I'm, like, it's it's such a weird thing. And, you know, I agree it's going to be, you know, a certain amount of schools. Like, I heard yesterday, what if you gave an NFL team, like, $38 million more? $30 million more than if you gave like two or three NFL teams, like $30 million more than the rest of the league, what do you think would happen? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that you could really convince these kids, these however many five stars that they got and 24 stars, whatever, that A&M got this you know recruiting cycle, that College Station is really that good? They buy it's into the, the program. Grand, 
it's the most bland, boring campus I've ever been to. And I've they're, been to several SEC road trips. They're all going to be there uh, as players. They're going to be at Midnight Yell. They just believe in it. They love Texas A&M that much. And for Jimbo right. Fisher to come out and say, like, no, it had nothing to do with that. It's disrespectful to our coaches, our recruiting staff, to the players that have actually signed here. Do you really think, you like, maybe to the rest of us that have, like, never been out there or anything like that. I know a lot of people here who have listened have not, you know, traveled across the SEC, maybe. I, I'll i be honest, it is not that great of a place. And if I were a, you know, top recruit, it's not a place that I would want to spend, you know, three years. Rustin. I'll go even further. I'll go even further. I've been there uh, as well. Uh, each and now, keeping in line with every time I'm on, I have to bash a It's just in my blood. I have to. I, I'm contractually obligated. But uh, I, you know, each and every SEC campus, love them or hate them, you could love the team or you could hate the team. It doesn't matter. But you have to admit, each and every SEC campus is individually and uniquely beautiful in its own way. Except for that one, it is so bland. It is—it's like just a piece of white bread with nothing on it. And I'm, and, and uh, my my then girlfriend, now wife, we went out there for the very first time. LSU played, uh, and, and when they were in the SEC and back in 2012, and we she told me her words were, "This looks like a hospital campus." <laughs> all, yeah, better state prison. I've never yeah, heard that, but yeah, it's you're right. So bland. It's it so bland. But yeah, it's it's just not it's not a place to allure kids with its culture and its charm. So why not pay them? But yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I'll be I honest. I just don't understand why he thinks everybody's so naive to think that this did not happen. I mean, come on, Jimbo. We weren't. We're not dumb. I've seen the culture. The culture is there. That's one thing. I do not he agree was, with it, but they, cold. yeah, cold. <laughs> yeah, take the root of that word. Yeah. I do not see the charm because I don't think there's any, any existing there, but no, yeah, there is absolutely nothing going on in college station that should make a top recruit want to go there. They, you know, if they do, you want to stay at the bug hut, the college station bug hut on your recruiting trip. Yeah, we've got to we've got to get Auburn Matt back. He can be our recruiting guide. He can he can take the new recruits in and take them to the bug hut and outside of uh outside of college station. But by God, that is a gross place. It is a place that I I never want to go to again. Like people expect. Ole Miss fans to hate Starkville. Like I had an, I had a pretty good time in Starkville. Like I will be honest. Like I have nothing bad to say against Starkville. Like it's different than Oxford as an Ole Miss fan. But no, I enjoy going to different SEC towns and things like that. I whoa, will try whoa, whoa. to. I they will tr- put Johnny Cash in jail. They did put Johnny Cash in jail, but it was for so something not like that bad, and he got out the next morning. Still, but. As Skip, as, Skip, as Skip Bertman used to say, a tornado hit uh, Starkville and, and, and uh, added a billion dollars worth of improvements. Exactly. Rustin is right. But I have never seen a I got dump. nothing against it. I have never seen I a, got nothing against it. 
dump as big as College Station, Texas. That place sucks. It's just so bland. It's just so bland. Anyway, fellas, that being said, due to family obligations, I'm going to have to hit the road for this episode, but thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, Bob, Bob, I would love to be on for whatever, maybe it's going to be post-Super Bowl, but whatever episode that we do talking uh, opening day for college baseball, I will be there with bells on. I am excited. We might have to do one from when I'm in Oxford getting ready for opening day. We might do it that Friday, that Thursday night before it. Okay. It looks like both of our teams are going to be preseason top ten, so that's exciting. I'm very much looking forward to this season. Awesome. Looking forward to have you. I think that'll probably do it for emergency podcast. We thank Rustin so much for being here. Alex. Thanks, guys. Alex, hang in there. We're here yeah, for you. We Alex, love you. Sorry, man. At least you got uh at least you got basketball. You're probably gonna end up fifth in the West in baseball, so You dick. Uh, um, like, I'm not lying to you. I'm not trying to be no. mean. I'm just trying to no, tell I you know. what's going to happen. I, I, I know. I know. But it's not like, it's not like, hey, look on the bright side. You still have basketball. And they're like, you know. If we win a national championship in basketball, I don't care. As long as we win a game in football next year. I'm okay with it. If we, if we if we win the national championship, I will sell that portion of my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not like hey, at least you have basketball and you're like you know top fifteen and you got a chance. You're the freaking best team in the country right now. So yeah, at least you have basketball. And I mean, when you got basketball, you got it. And that, mean, that student section at that arena, it looks it looks like the Cameron crazy. It's so loud. Did you all see? Yeah. I know Rustin has to go, but did you all see the new design of Bama's new proposed basketball yeah. facility? Yeah, it's nice. It's real nice. We we should be getting one pretty soon too. P Max getting dated. Will Wade starting to pound the table for that. So, but yeah, that that, rend, that rendition was really nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure so, we'll pick this. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, Going to dive into the NFL, obviously Super Bowl preview, uh, championship game. You know, look back and Joe Burrow, our dude, Joe Burrow. You know, He's just a so winner. He's, he just keeps winning. That's all he does. I am not betting against that man. Super Bowl lean on that. Um, but we're also going to talk about. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady walking away yes. and the yes. the biggest elephant in the room that arguably the biggest story that has rocked the NFL in a long time is you know the ramifications of the Brian Flores saga you know let's not call it a scandal let's call it a saga at this point um, the potential for an owner trying to bribe his head coach to lose, which is a felony. Um, and then hiring, obviously. But we'll uh, we'll bring in legal correspondent Bo uh, to touch on that. But action-packed show next week going into the Super Bowl. I'm going to go on record. I'm going to go on record right now. Obviously, this – let's see. This show is – 
February 4th at 7.18 p.m. Central Time, 8.18 Eastern Time. I'm going to go on record right now that by the time the next podcast episode airs, the Dolphins will have hired Mike McDaniel as their head coach, the offensive coordinator of the 49ers. I agree with you. I would agree. And if it's uh, Kellen Moore, I'm going to burn my Dolphins jerseys. <laughs> yeah. God. What What else would you expect? Well, anyway. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Good night. Yes. Uh, good night to the crowd. Everybody have a great weekend. Yep. Good night, Rustin. This was an emergency uh, podcast, so we have not had time to thank our sponsors. We want to thank Blockfills. Blockfills, powering digital trading. If you have anything, any interest in the cryptocurrency world, hit up Blockfills. Blockfills.com. Blockfills, powering digital trading. They will hook you up. They have hooked us up. If you have any questions, you know, contact us. We will get you set up with Blockfills. But I think that's about it for us. Again, this was a thrown-together show. We had to do it just for Alex, for the Auburn events that happened. I am about to be in Oxford, Mississippi for a week plus. So we are going to be trying out our first remote show next week as a preview to the Super Bowl. Very excited to see how that turns out. Alex will be editing that episode. Maybe this episode. Very, very excited to see how both of those turn out. Um, but I think that is, I think that's about it for us. I almost feel bad that we don't get to talk about Auburn a little bit more. I feel like something will come out in the next day or two. But that's it for me. Alex, uh, you're on the spot here. You're the only one left. Um, I don't know. How do you defend it going into the break? At least there's baseball in 14 days. Yeah, there's that. But we're also and not getting. You're number one in basketball. We are. We are. We are number one in basketball. We are great in gymnastics. But I've said it before. Damn. No, this it, it's such a black eye. It, it is such fodder for the rest of the SEC. Like this is worse than Hugh Freeze. This is worse than Hugh Freeze. And there are still I don't think it Hugh is. Freeze jokes. Yes, it is. Extremely hot yeah. girl compared to Escorts that he on, set up and put on the payroll. Yeah, I mean that's more respectable than going it's on what, fake it's, recruiting it's trips and setting up escorts on a university phone. It's literally what Urban Meyer was doing with Cayman, Nebraska. Just he wasn't on camera in his bar; he was in his office. No, no, no! All those girls loved Urban Meyer for who he was. Yeah, his winning personality that everybody talks so much about. You know, what a jackass in real life. Um, but, you know, this is, it. it's Bobby Petrino 2.0, just without a motorcycle. Honestly, that's what Russin texted me earlier. He goes, at least he's not Bobby Petrino. I saw, I saw a tweet, I think it was Bunky Perkins. That's it. Does Brian Harson own a motorcycle? And I'm like, oh, God. 
that was literally as things start because the first that I heard of it was this morning in our group chat. I I got a text and it's like, uh oh, I should probably look into this. And then my phone just started blowing up. Who's going to be your next head coach? And I'm like, oh god. Then all hell broke loose at work, and it literally was hours until I could dive in and see what was happening. And at that point, I, I I literally just went into the office and I'm like, well, not a good day to be an Auburn Tiger when you see this level of divisiveness, when you see this scandal breaking. So I, I don't know. I guess the... I guess Oliver Mack calls it the beaten tiger syndrome or battered tiger syndrome that you just come to expect like, Oh, what's next? You know, what, what are you going to throw at us now? And I'm there. It's like, okay, I didn't see this one coming. This one's new. You got me. So, uh, yeah, it seems like a a little bit of, it seemed like a little bit up for Auburn baseball a few years ago. Auburn basketball, obviously top of the country. Bruce Pearl doing a great job. Auburn football, maybe, well, obviously the most important thing there. Taking a quick dive. We will pick up on it in the next weekend. We will get a live perspective from Oxford, Mississippi and see what the Auburn take is. But outside of that, that is all for us this week. Short show. Love it. Weren't expecting to do a show, and it was probably one of our shortest shows ever. I'd, I'd like to blame Bo. He was not here, and we got a show done in less than an hour, so 